Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Evolvepreneur After Hours Show. I'm your host, Michelle McDonald. My mission is to help entrepreneurs make a difference and navigate the messy world of startups or relaunch, commonly called a pivot. Join me today where we dig deep with our guests and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. Today's topic is right-hand man financial planning, finding and building a community with my special guest, Lucas Thomas, who for almost a decade has been helping people create wealth, generate passive income, and ultimately become existence masters. If you need help building, implementing, and executing your financial plan, Lucas can help you make it all a reality. Having years of expertise in real estate, paper assets such as stocks, seller finances, note making, and business creation such as serial entrepreneur, he has a holistic knowledge that can help you build your portfolio of wealth without having to take on any unnecessary risk. If there is a yeek, Lucas Thomas has gleaned it. Lucas, welcome, welcome. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We are so excited to have you on here coming from that aspect of finances, which a lot of us always love to get information on, whether just as individuals and especially as entrepreneurs. So your company is best known as Right Hand Man. What's the story behind that? Um, so I was, uh, I was a real estate agent for a decade and within that I was built real estate portfolios for my clients. And then as I built my client base, they would want me to do more. And then they're like, Hey Luke, I want you to start, help me start, uh, small businesses. And then it grew into something else. And then it grew into something else and then it grew into something else. And then eventually that's how I ended up becoming in financial planning because, like once they once I hooked my clients into one way to make money, then like because my average client, um, I made most of the multimillionaires within 10 years. And then once they had all that extra money, they're like, now what do I do with it? Because as you learn about markets, you realize what made us millionaires can't be redone because the market was at a different part is it was a different stage you know what i mean you could only have mm -hmm. purchased you only could have made the money if you had bought in early and it's almost like a great concept is like facebook before it became facebook right i bought the stock way before facebook was facebook and i bought it when it was when it was worth very cheap and then it was worth a quadrillion dollars 10 years later it's one of those things so it, what i do is essentially is and that's why i became right hand man for people because it becomes one of those, well, how do I find those yields before they become yields? And that's where the startup industry comes from. Um, and my biggest thing about being a right-hand man is finding what kind of markets are on the up and up and kind of figuring out what's the best way to sniff out the good ones versus bad ones. And that's pretty much why I ended up becoming the right-hand man because, uh, People don't hire me because I'm an employee. Like I'm not an employee in any shape or form. Actually, my number one, my number one uh, 
complaint is that I'm mean. And I'm like, well, you didn't hire me. You didn't hire me for customer service. You hired me to get jobs done. <laughs> so that's that's probably one of my that's probably one of my biggest things about because being a right hand man, you're literally your job is not to be nice to your client. You know what I mean? My job is to do what's in your best interest, even if you don't have your own best interest at heart. And that comes kind of that's why the right hand man ended up growing into my business or into my company because too many people want yes man and people don't i you don't hire me for yes man so and that's how i grew my business for the last decade fascinating story very interesting what i'm really getting though is kind of like when we as entrepreneurs we know the decisions that we should be making but we don't want to face the reality of doing that we imagine the risk of it and we feel as though you know oh, I, you know I, I can't take that on i i can't possibly make that decision and so of course by hiring you you step in and kind of like you know what? it has to be done we're doing it this this is the best to match your goals your vision um being able to see the value of the stock or any of the financial investments that they want to do and you're their right hand man yeah, it's one of those, like, this is how money works. And it's like, well, I wish money worked a different way. And I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. That's that's just not how money works. This is how money works. Or it's like, or business, same thing with business decisions. It's too many people, they have a utopian idea of how any of this works. And my job mm -hmm. is to be like, that's why I'm the right-hand man. Like, I'm like, I'm like, what you think, how the way you think the world works is not how it works. And that's why people always end up hiring me because the executions like like you discussed in the uh, the promo the messy world of startups it's it's like no there is a there's not a we're not we don't live the, i understand i wish i wish it worked the way you thought it did i wish it was all unicorns and puppies however that's not how any of that works this is how the real world works and this is and that's why i'm a financial planner because the financial like you can go over and they'll, they'll like some of my clients, like I said, they'll be like, oh, wow, pie in the sky, greatest thing in the world. And I'm over here going like, dude, you don't have that kind of money. <laughs> we, yeah, you have the money to do these strategies and these strategies only. I'm like, yeah, but what if I found a guy with a billion dollars? Well, well, fantastic. <laughs> well, when you find that guy, we will have these conversations. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I was like the number one reason I like I named my company after RHM because a lot of like I don't see a lot of people who do what I do because most mm -hmm. people they don't you know it's 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 a rare it's a rare thing to have someone who you know what I mean like you don't call me for nice yes man stuff you call me because like hey Luke what is the best decision to maximize what what I'm trying to accomplish you know with the mm -hmm. minimum amount of risk and I go okay, based on what you told me, this is what you have to do with your life. And I, and I call it, call I call it satisficing. So it's, you, it's okay. a satisfy, it's a satisfying answer, but uh -huh. you have to sacrifice. So that's, and that's pretty much goes into my, it goes into my concept of, uh, of the concept of, uh, you know, the right hand man, you have to satisfy, like, got it. I wish, I wish we could, you know, I wish every company was Facebook. All right. Nope. But we're not. So, you got to make these, you got to satisfy. So that's one of my, that's one of my words. And I'm really, I'm really big on creating concepts and then creating mm -hmm. words based off those. And I'm like, okay, because then once you identify what they're doing, another one that I like is 
they get the grass is always greener syndrome. Right. Um, they'll get a really good deal. And I'm like, it's a deal's a deal's a deal. It's a good deal. And they're like, well, but there could be a million better deals tomorrow. I'm like, it meets all your requirements. Like, like what you're looking for is a unicorn. And the problem with unicorns is, uh, they don't exist. So that's like another concept. And like, these are the things I have to train all my investors on. Cause none of the, none of the people I work with are trained investors. They're all mm-hmm. like your average Joe's, your everyday people like they could become wealthy and they but the problem is is they just don't have the right mindset and my job is basically to be like dude you got the grass is always greener syndrome you're you're, you're all you're caught on all the on you're, you're looking for these major deals like like one in a lifetime deals and it's like you, you know those don't happen like and then and then you have to train them and then another thing is just training people what an roi a good roi is and people are like what's a good roi i'm like I'm like, like if I asked you, Michelle, what's a good ROI? What would you say? If I was asked that question, for me, I would automatically say something along the lines of a stock investment that high that has a high probability of return. But that may be a yeah. basic answer. I'm I know, sure. but like, what what kind of percent? Like a ten percent return, five percent, seven. Mm-hmm. Like, what's a good return on a stock? Like, you know, what's a good return on any investment? Like, that's the problem is, is they don't have the benchmarks, they don't have the baselines to even know if it's a good buy. You know, they're like mm-hmm. Luke. Like, one of my number one pet peeves is I have these clients. They come up to me and they say, "Hey, Luke, guess what? I did all these things," and and I'm like, I'm like, man, this only has like a two percent return. Like. Ooh, no, yeah, you, you could go buy a certificate of deposit and get a better return than that and not have to deal with all the headache of whatever that is, you know, like that is a, that is a usual conversation I have with people. It's like, cause if, if you don't show up with the right ROI, then it's not even worth talking about. You know what I mean? And that's another thing Ooh, you gotta train people on. So, so yeah. But, yeah. And, and here's, a, here's, a, here's a perfect example. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. it's a good return. I'm like, well, here's a good example. The um, Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, his Berkshire Hathaway makes about, on average, this is average, mind you, around mm-hmm. 16 to 17 percent a year, and that's really up there. Like that's that's like the that's like the tippy top. That's a really good return. And the thing is, is like he's only making 16 to 17 percent return. You know what I mean? And so then it, mm-hmm. it starts putting everything else in perspective. It's like, see if the guy, the best guy in the business is only getting a 16%, 17% return. It gives you a way better, it gives you much better idea on what a good ROI is. You know what I mean? So you're like, oh, wow, it's not getting, it's not getting a 16 to 17, but if it's getting, you know, if it's somewhere in the middle, you know, it just gives you that, um, that, uh, that, uh, you know, cause we, cause now you'll, now you'll know now if anyone shows up to you through an investment, you're gonna be like, wow, it's, 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 it's not Warren Buffett. Right, Robin Buffett returns, but it's all right, you know. So I get uh, it. Yeah. Thank you for that, and that's a really good tip. Um, and you're right; a lot of entrepreneurs are really not familiar with um, return on investment, what to look out for. You know, taking calculated risks, living in the moment. Sometimes, when the opportunity presents itself, uh, sometimes that opportunity really is not available the next day. So, what would be your piece of advice to entrepreneurs who want to make an investment, but they're scared, what would you say? 
I would say, um, so I always, I always do this activity. So I do a lot of, I teach a lot of classes and I always take the, I always do this activity. I make everyone put their hands up above their heads and I say, all right, everyone find their butt. Okay. And then they all find their butt and they put their hands on their butt. And, all right, good. That is now your point of reference. All right. We all know you are currently right here. Okay. So if you're going to make an investment decision, you need a point of reference. Where are you right now? And then mm-hmm. find out, is the investment itself a good return on your money? For example, you don't want to invest in a pie in the sky moonshot investment if you only have $100,000 lying around, right? Because 100K doesn't go very far in the investment world. You know, 100K, like in... in Normal people world, 100K sounds like a lot of money. In the investment world, 100K is a happy accident. You know what I mean? Um, so then you have, so what? So you got to get your point of reference. Then you got to understand based off your money, what is a good investment? And then I'm like, well, here's the thing. Well, if you can go into real estate, real estate, it's like, it's a, you need 100K can go pretty far in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it can go pretty far in stocks. But then the problem is, is stocks aren't going to get, you know, skyrocket returns. And that's the thing you're looking for. It's like, what, and this goes into the whole financial planning concept of if you have hundred K, what kind of returns do you want to get in the next five to 10 years? And what kind of risks do you want to take? Do you want to put in real estate? You want to put it in crypto, which don't crypto is silly. Um, like I said, I, I help people invest in crypto, but it's, it's, it's silly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to leave that one at that. But yeah, so I always tell people, this is, these are the things you got to look for. You got to find your point of reference and you got to figure out what you have and, and mm-hmm. what are the available opportunities? What's you, what's the deal? A deal's a deal. And don't get the grass is always greener syndrome. Cause uh, if you have that hundred K you could buy, uh, you could get into some real estate rentals. Um, you could do stuff like that. And it's, and then that's like, that's the idea. Cause, because, if you have a, a million dollars, your investment portfolio completely changes. You know what I mean? So a guy with a million dollars has completely different portfolio choices than a guy with $20,000. So these are all the things people have to consider when getting into in the investment world. Excellent. Thank you. You've given us some great pointers to think about and consider for our next financial decision. So community is a very vital aspect of businesses in every genre. And so what is your connection? What is the key to finding and building a community when it comes to financial planning? Uh, The biggest thing for me is finding people who well, number one, like, uh, so I do a sales class. The number one thing is finding people who like you and don't waste your time on people who don't like you. Um, as you can all tell, I have a sort of a personality and some people just don't mesh with that personality. So my, the biggest thing about, for me about building community is I find people who like me and I don't really bother with anyone who doesn't. And cause as I always used to say, if 50% of the world hates you, make all your money on the 50% who don't. So, uh, that's pretty much my philosophy on community. Find the people who like you and then grow them out. And that's, and that's getting that, that. I do another class called niche of niches. So the mm-hmm. way to make any money is to have niches. 
And the only way to make money off niches is to have, it's usually some sort of community that you specifically help, um, help serve. For example, in the real estate industry that I've been a part of in a long time, you have a million different niches. You have guys who help adjust investors. You have commercial guys who only do commercial. You have guys who do rentals, landlording. I'm a landlord agent, or I was a landlord agent. My entire business model was I would only help landlords. And I made a lot of money just doing that because they were where my financial planner business started because landlords are the ones that they're the ones they buy 10 properties and 20 properties, you know, they build their real estate portfolio. And that was my niche. And then, but that's the thing. And then there's some people, they only, they do farming. So they'll farm one geographical area. You know, they'll do one zip, this zip code, that zip code. Um, and pretty much the niching is like the number one way to build a community. And then once you have that community, the money just comes to you because you don't have to work for it because the community knows that you're the guy for the community. So they just immediately go uh -huh. to you and then you don't have to work that hard. And I'm really big. Uh, for example, I, I only work with about like, so when I was at my prime in real estate, I was only working with about 50 investors and that was uh -huh. it. I didn't really have to go out and I, I didn't have to market. I didn't have to do anything. It was those 50 investors literally would just keep me busy. You know what I mean? I would constantly uh -huh. have work just on them. And that was it. Like I was making a lot of money on just 50 people. That was it. I didn't have to, I didn't have to build a hundred thousand, a group of a million people. I didn't need a thousand likes. I need 50, 50 people. <laughs> so it, it's and the communities don't have to be ginormous. They, they literally could just be 50. It could be a hundred. Like if you find the, I mean, if, I mean, hell your community could be one billionaire. Like we discussed before one billionaire. Who's your community? One billionaire who gave me half a $500 million to do whatever I want in business. You're like, Oh, lovely. Right. <laughs> like, like what else can you say about it? <laughs> it's only one person. Can I have one of those? Huh? What was that? Yeah, I said, can I have one of those? I know, right? Like, I, I'll trade you my 50 for your one. How about that? And it's like, and then, and then you're like, what? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. I, I would never trade you for one billionaire. I mean, not. <laughs> how much are you offering? <laughs> so anyway, so that's how you got to build your community. Like, because people in their heads, like I said, they get in their heads. They're like, I need to be a TikTok star and I need to be yes. Instagram famous. And I'm like, yes. no, you need to, you need to have a community of 200 people, you know? Cause like I said, this goes to my real estate roots where you literally, mm -hmm. if you farm a zip code, a zip, the average, like if you farm a zip code or a square mile, you're talking maybe only 25 to 30,000 people, you know? And that's, that's, that's your community, you know? So, and they could be huge or they could be small. And that, that, that's just what people just got to get in their heads when they do these startups is it's like, dude, you don't have to be the next Google or the next Amazon. You just have to be the guy who services that, like that niche no one's ever heard of and just be like, oh no, I do quite well. And the reason no one's heard of it is because I'm the only one there. And you're like, oh wow, I can see why you make all the money. So. Yeah. Thank you for that. I really like the insight on uh, the value of community, uh, finding your tribe in a sense, um, and nur nurturing that, you know, nourishing that. Um, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs at times do not focus on building that community. 
and they feel it uh, further down the line in their business because it's almost like they've reached a point of burnout, right? So either they're trying to service everybody and, and they lose sight of their vision or they are trying to work in silos and, and they really don't get to expand their vision as widely as they could. Yeah, like you got. Well, I think at the end of the day, it's like you gotta find like. So my, I mean, I mean, I'm a perfect example of this. I started as a real estate agent, then I got into mortgages, and then I became a financial planner. And it was just because my community kept demanding more of me, because they're like, "Hey, Luke, can you do this? Luke, can you do this? Luke, can you do this?" And I'm like, "Ah, dude, I don't even know how crypto works." And then you know, I had to research it for like six months. Then I'm like, "Hey, guys, I know how crypto works. It's stupid, but..." I know how it works now. <laughs> and they're like, and, and then I would help them invest it in, in it. Cause there, there's a bunch of there's strategies to make money in crypto, but I'm not a mm -hmm. huge, like I said, it's not, like I said, I, don't, I like calculated risk versus uncalculated risk. And crypto is one of those uncalculated cause the risk's so high that it's, it's, you know, I'm not a big fan, but anyway, some people like to only invest in gold and I'm, and, and there's, there's that entire, there's that entire part of the market. I just made fun of them the other day. Uh, I was in another, I was doing a master class for one of my clients and you know, I was making fun of gold people. And of course, as soon as I mentioned gold, half the, or a quarter of the, of the comments started going off on gold and how it's the most amazing thing. And I'm like, lovely. <laughs> Obviously, obviously the gold people are not my community. <laughs> uh, Gotta find your community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, that's the thing though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to appeal to that community. <laughs> so. Thank you. So of course we have to know how can we connect with you, become a part of your community and uh, also gain the knowledge, the insight into financial planning through your level of expertise. Okay, perfect. Um, you guys can hit me up on my website at www.rhmreal.com. That is Romeo Hotel Mike, uh, Romeo Echo Alpha Lima.com. Obviously I was in the military at one time, so there you go. Um, you can go, you can hit me up on there. Uh, I also have social media. I have LinkedIn. I have Facebook. Um, I usually release a bunch of my little satisficing. I, I release a lot of four minute drills where I pretty much go over my tiny little concepts where I'm like, Hey, green is always, the grass is always greener syndrome, uh, deals, a deals, a deal. Um, all these little beautiful, beautiful, uh, sound bites of useful information. And then if you want to uh, want to get into or get more into financial planning and how to build, because the number one problem that I see with most entrepreneurs that I work with is they don't have mm -hmm. a financial plan. They assume that the money will come later. And my problem with that is, well, how are you going to, well, you got to pay, you got bills to pay. So uh, the finances are like, those are, you know, those should be, those should come first. <laughs> so all right, that's where you can find me, and I pretty much do everything. I do couples financing, children's financing. Um, I do small business financing, uh, windfall financing, which is one of my favorite. What happens when you get you come into a ton of money? Uh, mm -hmm. That's actually one of my favorite 
ones to nego- or to do with people because it's like, hey, guess what? You have a million dollars. You know how quick a million dollars can be gone? <laughs> I've heard the stories very fast. <laughs> so, cool. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Um, that last part, very, very interesting. Uh, so true. As I stated, I've heard the, the horror stories of how quickly it can go when you do not have a plan. Um, you always kind of think, I know exactly what I'm going to do, but oftentimes we really don't. So it is uh, very important and timely that that is a service that you offer. Lucas, we appreciated your witty and unique concepts. Thank you for your insight on financial planning, especially as entrepreneurs, knowing when to act, take risks, and also building a community that supports you. We thank you for being a part of another awesome guest episode of the Evolvepreneur After Hours show. Before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review and consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at evolvepreneursecrets.show right now. Until next time, and if you are an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great idea today.